0: This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports with top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis. This is one-on-one's NFL Friday.
1: Football's back, baby. Your Sundays are taken care of all the way until February, and boy, do I love the sound of that. Welcome to the NFL Friday Podcast here on WFUV Sports alongside Nolan Silbernagel. This is DJ Sixsmith. Nolan, The NFL is here. Are you ready for the 2013-2014
2: campaign? Absolutely, DJ. You know, fall, there's no fall without football. Like you said, my Sundays are booked from now until the Super Bowl. You know, don't ask me to do anything on Sunday unless it involves watching football.
1: It's great. Now I have a legitimate reason not to watch the Mets anymore. It's perfect. (laughs) I don't have to think about baseball. Last night, first game of the NFL season. How about those Denver Broncos? Absolute spanking of the defending Super Bowl champions, Peyton Manning. Now, we knew this guy was the greatest regular season quarterback ever, but seven touchdowns? I mean, what an incredible performance. And to do that in the first game, in your home building, that's really setting the tone, Nolan, for what is going to come for the Broncos this season with Wes Welker, with Eric Decker, and with a guy named Demarius Thomas, who absolutely tore apart the Ravens yesterday.
2: Yeah, they really did make their mark on it, DJ. And like you were saying... Y- you want to start off on a good on a good note you want to get off to a good start and this wasn't just against any old team this was against the Chiefs or this This is the defending champs and actually this was the worst ever opening week defeat for a defending Super Bowl champ so the Broncos made a statement uh last night that has never been made before with their 49-27 uh beatdown of the Ravens and the Ravens just they look lost out there they really look like they were overpowered in just about every part of the game
1: now I want to say this I think this game would have been different if it was in Baltimore, obviously there's that scheduling conflict. Oh, with the, Orioles, the yeah. Orioles were playing. So God forbid we start. How the unbelievable is that it's ridiculous. that they wouldn't it's like, allow come on, that your team just won the Super Bowl and you're going to let the Orioles play. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That is
2: that is pretty unbelievable. But
1: regardless of the fact, Baltimore lost so much from that team last year. Nolan Ray Lewis is no longer there. You look down the rest of the defensive uh, scheme. You have no Ed Reed. You have no Everly. I mean, they allowed more points that game than they, than they had ever in any single game in their franchise's history. I mean, what do you think about the Ravens going forward? Because Joe Flacco threw the football a lot last night. Ray Rice really wasn't a factor, and this team looked lost. I mean, Terrell Suggs is still your mainstay on the defensive side, but what's the identity of this team going forward, Nolan? Yeah, I
2: mean, there's a lot of problems with this team, Go like as you're saying, going forward. And a lot of people, a lot of the analysts, they thought the that the Ravens would be just fine. They thought that they made other moves during the offseason to try to plug up the holes that were made with Ray Lewis retiring with not getting uh, Anquan Bolden Ed Reed like you said but That really all kind of exploded last night. It shows that this team really isn't set. It's really not ready to go. Like you said, Joe Flacco threw the ball a lot. He was 34 for 62. 62 He threw the ball 62 times. And, you know, his completion rate was almost 50%. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Like you said, Ray Rice only 36 rushing yards. I mean, with all those guys leaving, you need those household names now with Flacco getting that huge contract with Ray Rice being as productive as he was last year to be huge. And and they really weren't last night.
1: That's a lot of pressure. And it goes back to your head coach too, John Harbaugh, big play in that game. Wes Welker third down. He makes the catch, but actually the ball hits the ground. And then after that point, doesn't challenge it after that point, the Broncos just go into absolute roll. Demarius Thomas makes a catch the block punt. And it's a completely different game. Denver has their momentum now. And just to think what could have been if you had challenged it? Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. but as a head coach who's a Super Bowl winner, you have to take initiative. He challenged a play before early in the game on an incomplete pass. He won that challenge. You need to make more plays like that.
2: Especially because it would have been a fourth down. Right, that, you're that, getting the ball you're back. getting the ball back. That's a huge one. With run. the lead.
1: They yeah. had a 17-14 lead to begin the third quarter. So, certainly a lot to say about the Ravens, but, Nolan, this is more about the Broncos, I think. Absolutely. Wes Walker and Peyton Manning. That's going to be a beautiful thing. After Wes Welker struggled toward the end of his tenure in New England, now he's going with one of the greatest in Peyton Manning. He's
2: going from one of the greatest right. to one of the greatest. I love if you're Wes Welker. You gotta love your life, honestly.
1: Well, only guy to ever catch a touchdown pass from Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I mean, the thing about Wes Welker, the other guys he's caught touchdown passes from. Matt Castle, when he played for one season in New England, and Joey Harrington, when wow. he was the Miami Dolphins quarterback. Wow. That's that, just pretty ridiculous for Wes Walton.
2: What a step up, huh? Yeah, a little bit of a step. Certainly a step up. A step up.
1: Joey Harrington, Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> level. But how about Julius Thomas? This guy comes out of nowhere. The last pass he caught was from a guy named Kyle Orton, who Kyle Orton is certainly not the best quarterback, but he's okay in his right mind. Still, though, Julius Thomas, after a long ankle injury, he comes back on the field.
2: Two yeah, I, I know everyone that was watching the game was like, oh, th- this rookie is unbelievable. He's not a rookie. It's his third year in the league. <laughs> He's played know? The that, game. That's how unknown that he was. But, I mean, he, he really can become a huge option for payne Manning. And if he plays you know, as productive as he was last night, then there are just so many options for Payne to be looking for. And this, just team, this team just looks scary looking forward. I really think this team is, is going to just have a great offensive performance every week because even if one guy isn't going, if Welker isn't going – if Welker isn't going, you got uh, Thomas, you got, you got the other Thomas, you got the other Thomas, you know, like you're saying. Yeah. So uh, I, I really think the Broncos made a huge and loud statement last night. I just love
1: how Peyton Manning uses the tight end. It doesn't matter if it's Jacob, Tammy, Dallas, Clark, Joel dreeson Julius Thomas. I mean, the tight end is so integral to Peyton Manning. And to have that option in your offense, it's huge. Look at the Broncos. Their running game, they really don't have much of a running game. They got no Sean Moreno. They got Hillman, they got Monty Ball, but those guys aren't going to get you a lot of yards. It's all on Peyton Manning. And the craziest thing, Nolan, is the play action was working to perfection yesterday. Peyton Manning doesn't have a lot of room to operate with in that pocket, but you know what? He makes sound throws. He's not the fastest guy. He's not going to pick up a first down with his feet, but he makes the right reads. And to get seven touchdowns to tie an NFL record, that's unbelievable to think after everything Peyton Manning's been through with all his different neck surgeries, leaving Indianapolis, coming to a new team, Remember this Denver team won eleven games in a row last year This is no this is no this is not coming out of it anywhere right now so To think about the Broncos, they could be a team going forward that really makes a deep run this postseason.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I I think a lot of people need to keep that in mind with everything that Payton has gone through. I mean, he was the face of that Colts franchise. He won a Super Bowl with them. He took them from the depths and made them into one of the standard franchises of the league, And, and, you know, one season you're out because of a neck injury, and you're replaced. You're replaced by a rookie, and for him to just come back do this whole new system, and, you know, to have his best game of his career. I mean, like you were saying, seven touchdowns. We're, we're going to keep saying it, but it's just so hard to, like, wrap your head around when you just think seven touchdowns in one game. And we were saying it before, DJ. If you're a quarterback and, and you're throwing the ball well and if you're feeling good, you might see that at the end of, like, week couple three. A couple weeks. And yeah. that's if you're feeling good. So for him to – Pull, put it up and do it like that that really shows what potential not only Payton has but the whole Denver offense as a whole
1: or if you're the Kansas City Chiefs you may just see that at the end of the year last year the <laughs> Chiefs threw eight touchdown passes as a team Peyton Manning had seven last night unbelievable all right that. let's leave opening night we're in New York folks so let's talk about that team big blue All right, the Giants have a very interesting season ahead, missed the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl. Here's what Eric Malo, our Giants beat reporter, has to say about Big Blue.
3: Five seasons, two championships. When Eli Manning had one of the worst starting quarterback ratings in the NFL as recent as 2007, no one could have predicted the Giants win two of the next five Super Bowls. 2013 looks like another one of those unpredictable seasons. The NFC East is wide open the Giants will try to get a head start in the race for the division title against the rival Cowboys Sunday night. Head coach Tom Coughlin knows the competition Dallas brings and the significance of their rivals.
4: We understand uh, the competition, the ability level of the Dallas team we go there. Um, We have had a long and uh, distinguished uh, rivalry with
2: the Cowboys and it continues Sunday night.
3: Dallas has some big-time talent. Wide receivers Dez Bryant and Miles Austin provide one of the league's nastiest one-two punches, and Jason Wynn is arguably the best pass-catching tight end in football. Tony Romo's not so bad either. On defense, Sean Leeds a tackle machine, and corners Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne are able to keep Hockey Mix and Victor Cruz in check. So, how can the Giants win their fifth straight matchup in Dallas? The way to do it is to attack Dallas' weak spots. The Cowboys' O-line and D-line are huge question marks. If the Giants can get their all-world pass rush going, Dallas' offense might stagnate. David Wilson and the O-line can also extend drives and control the clock against a banged-up Dallas defensive line. I have this feeling, though, that Eli Manning will find Knicks and Cruz over the top of Dallas' secondary this week, and that will propel them to victory. My pick for Sunday night? Giants 31, Dallas 27. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Malo, WFUV Sports.
1: Always good stuff from our man Eric Malo. Even better music, Nolan. He's our music guy Yeah, you
2: got to appreciate that happy-go-lucky feeling. And, you know, that's the beautiful part, you know, before we really get into the Giants. Every team, every fan base, for the most part, feels that, you know, this is going to be a good year for their team. Everyone starts 0-0. It's a fresh start. And, you know what? It's just just a great time of the year. A fresh start even for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the way you got to look at 2013.
1: So Eric Malo is picking the Giants to beat Dallas at Jerry World this Sunday night. Nolan, the G-Men went 9-7 and last year. A very disappointing finish for sure. But this season, the schedule's a little bit lighter towards the end. A lot of question marks, though. Andre Brown is hurt. Ahmad Bradshaw is gone. Brandon Jacobs is nowhere near New York. So the question about the Giants right now is that can they compete in the NFC East and can they get back to the playoffs? Because right now, I'm not so sure. Their linebacking core, which we'll get into in a few minutes, Looks like a high school linebacking core. I mean, it's not good right now. There's too many question marks in my mind, but what do you think about the Giants and Coach Coughlin's squad?
2: Well, I think the Giants, as you said, their schedule last year, you know, was without a doubt the hardest in the league. I mean, they went 9-7, and seven and they beat the Packers and the 49ers on the road. So they convincingly, were convincingly. Yeah. They so the they were 49ers. able to do that. Obviously, they had some horrible, horrible losses thrown in there. But the fact is that if they were able to do that to those teams on the road and still end up nine and seven, means that they were facing some top competition. Like you said, their schedule is going to be a little bit easier. I don't think the NFC East will be. I think the NFC East is going to be a lot of. Um, it's going to be a huge toss up. I think there's going to be a lot of teams just fighting with each other. You know. um, Redskins-Eagles opening night, that's going to be a toss-up. These games are going to be real close. And if the Giants can find a way to just go ahead and get that NFC East title, I think that's how they'll make the playoffs. I don't think if they're going to make – I think they're going to make the playoffs, it won't be through wild card, won't be through anything like that. I think they have to win this division, which I think is definitely possible. But then again, I think three of the four teams could win this division as well.
1: I think this Giants team is absolutely coming in with a chip on their shoulder because after the way they finished all the questions this offseason, JPP's been hurt. Victor Cruz has been hurt. Andre Brown has been hurt. There's a lot of missing pieces right now, but Sunday night's the type of game, Nolan, that the giants show up for. It's a big time game on the road. That's usually when they're playing their best. And yeah, for years, true. for years, Dallas has been the team that's been loaded with talent, but has yet to produce. It I always, think, yeah, I think this could be a year that they're better that they could finally take that leap, but I don't have the confidence in Dallas. I've seen the giants do it before. And I think they're going to be okay on Sunday. I just think going forward, they could have a few more questions to answer.
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting, DJ. Uh, since you mentioned it, the Cowboys are always hyped up. I think for the past three or four seasons, they've probably been uh, picked to win the division, and then they've always yeah, what happened? They've always they fallen like well, well below expectations. This year, nobody nobody's talking about the Giants. Everyone's talking about RG three. Everyone's talking about Chip Kelly and Philly, and I think. Their expectations are so low; they 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 could easily overperform this year, and kind of come out of nowhere. But like you said, a lot of players playing with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I remember I was hosting one-on-one a few weeks ago. We had Eric, who was watching them uh, during their training camp, and he said, "Justin, talk. It, it's just really." Really oh, playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. They're saying he's going to be a different animal this year, um, which the Giants need. They need Tuck, their defensive captain, to have a huge year and not just have. You know, he had a below average year last year, and that can't happen. Especially like you said, if JPP isn't feeling 100 percent, which I'm not sure if he will be for Sunday night.
1: DJ Six with the Nolan Silbern yeah. DJ Six with the Nolan Silbernagel here on NFL Friday. I was one of those guys last year. Justin Tuck, an absolute bust. I was saying he should just walk away, but you know what? The way he's played this preseason, the way he's carried himself, I can live with it. I think he's going to have a bounce back season, and especially Absolutely. with OC gone, with JPP injured as he is right now, he needs to be that guy. Matthias Kiwanuka is going to be there, but Nolan, let's talk about those linebackers right now. You're starting middle linebacker. Let's hear it. Let's let's hear this. Let's Keith hear this. Rivers, former USC standout, guy they got in a trade for a fourth rounder from the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, fine. Dan Connor. He's new to the team. What's his biggest news this offseason? Oh, he got caught with a switchblade at the airport. That was an unbelievable story. making news for all the wrong reasons. Unbelievable story. And then you got Spencer Paysinger, who's been with the Giants for a few years, but basically a special teams guy. And then you got Mark Herzlick in the mix. These are not good linebackers. Definitely not. And the one knock on Jerry Reese during his tenure with the Giants has been his inability to draft good linebackers. And once again, it's coming back to bite the G-men. Nolan, they have a great defensive line, but – if you're not getting a pass rush, these linebackers are gonna be exposed and that's the biggest fear the Giant fans have going forward this year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I was actually um <laughs> I was actually reading a blog last night and a Giants fan wrote There's three things in life that you can count on. It's death, taxes, and linebacker being the biggest need on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s uh, need board every year. Every year it seems like linebacker is their biggest need, and they just never address it. And, you know, their safety options, it looks a little bit better. You can't expect Corey Webster to be as atrocious as he was last year. Like you said, playing with a chip on his shoulder, just trying to move forward. You said their defensive line, really good. But it, they're, they're going to get exposed. They're going to get exposed where the linebackers are, and it's going to be a problem for these for these Giants without a doubt. That's definitely their glaring weak point when you look at this team.
1: So you have problems defensively. Then you look on the offensive side of the ball. David Wilson's now your main guy, and David Wilson is not necessarily built to be that big back. The guy that's going to carry it 20, 25 times. He's really a 15 to 20 carries think a so? game. I think so. Look, I like David Wilson. I think he can carry the load, but – you get down to the fourth quarter, and David Wilson's already run the ball 22, 23 times. He's not a big guy, Nolan. He's been taking a lot uh, yeah, of
2: hits. But I think he, I think with his speed and with just how elusive he is, I really think he has maybe more of like a Barry Sanders look to him. And it doesn't matter that he, hope so. he's not the biggest guy. I mean, I was there at the game when he had that unbelievable, like, 300-plus all-purpose yard uh, game, and he just torched – he just torched people on the field, and I really think that it doesn't matter if he's the biggest guy. He can just go. Hold on. You're going
1: to Barry Sanders already? You've seen one year the guy, and you think you're I'm comparing saying, him to I'm the saying, Hall no, of Famer? No,
2: no, no. I'm, not, I'm not saying Clarify he will, yourself, well, I'm not Nolan. saying he will be. I'm just saying he has that same type of build, same type that's how he's going to make a career out of him. He's not going to get it through bludging through people. He's going to get it through, you know, duking people out, just straight up out-sprinting other people. So, I, and, he, and he's shown that he can do that. So I'm fine with him being the every down – guy taking those hits because he's not going to be hit that much i don't think and you know i want him to be the starting running back obviously it would help if andre brown was there to do the one two combo but um you know i'm not I, david wilson is definitely not my concern for this giants team
1: and the good news for the g-men besides the running game is they got eli manning who of course has put up the numbers over the years and the receiving core you got nicks you got Cruz. i think ruben randall is going to be a huge piece for this team and then you also have Brandon Myers, who you've added as your tight end. Those are a lot of good options that Eli Manning has to I like to Myers with.
2: a lot. They're, they've really been lacking like, a really good tight end for the past few years. And look, Martellus and Bennett was a out. solid
1: guy last year. Kevin Boss, you look to the past. I mean, Bear Pasco is not a good option yeah, to be throwing definitely. to. So to have Myers in there, who's had success out West, I think he could be a great piece. Because definitely. like Peyton definitely. Manning, like his brother, Eli loves a tight end. And it's such a critical part of the giant offense. I
2: really think, like, Myers ha- is the first staple tight end, that I, I, in my eyes, since, you know, say, Jeremy Shockey. And obviously, Shockey had his own problems. But he brings that type of, you, you know, Just image to my mind. Just that big game mentality. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, I have high hopes for Myers. And, you know, you're mentioning Akeem Nix and Victor Cruz. You know, they're... Not, I don't want to say Cruz is injury-prone. Hakeem Nix is absolutely injury-prone. He has to stay healthy. Nix is injury-prone. That's he, for sure. he needs to stay healthy, absolutely. But Cruz, you know, he's already nursing that bruised heel. He says he'll be fine, he'll be ready to go. But you don't want to be, you know, a step back or, or already hurt before the season even starts. It's 16 games. It's going to be a long season. So you don't want him already taking a step back. It's going to be hard to imagine him play all 16 games. That, that's my opinion for, for, for Cruz. But if they're both healthy and Eli has them going to, this offense can be just as good as 1-2 as Eric Sanders report as uh, Miles Austin and Des Bryant.
1: Hey, Victor Cruz has yet to miss a game as a Giant, so that's one thing you got to consider. So we've talked about Peyton Manning. We've talked about Eli Manning. They had a pretty interesting offseason. They are working on their football game, and they are also doing a little music. Let's play it, Matt. Eli, who are you talking to?
4: I'm not talking. I'm watching football. Watching football.
1: Yeah, with DirecTV NFL Sunday Ticket Max, you can watch every game every Sunday afternoon on any
0: device, like your computer, tablet, or phone. Football on your phone? Football on your phone.
2: Here comes CJ. It's football, <laughs> on, your phone.
4: Uh-huh, yeah. it's football on your phone. It's football on your phone. That's what I said. It's football on your phone, you can watch it in bed. Take it with you wherever you go. Show your friends and watch them all go. Home. It's football on your phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's football, on your phone. It's football on your phone. It's football on your phone, so now is your chance. To
1: have football on your phone and football in your pants.
2: Oh, you gotta love wow, the Manning that, Brothers! That is just beautiful, beautiful, and obviously the public loves it. Almost seven million views on YouTube. What I a think, catchy tune!
1: I think we need a WFUV rendition of we,
2: that. I, I'd be so down for that DJ. I, I really think we think get we the could cameras get a
1: out, going. a little NFL Friday football on your phone. I think that'd be perfect. But just. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. I mean these guys just seem like, you know, they're definitely like the you're, lovable faces of NFL. cut American exactly. guys and then all of a sudden they bust this out. You, you yeah. just got to love it. If you're if you're not buying direct TV before, you now have a reason to, okay? Yeah,
2: and for people who somehow might have not seen this music video, it's just Eli and Peyton, they're, you know, wearing, you know, um, rapper clothes, give or take, they're wearing big uh gold chains sunglasses their hair is really long and unkempt so it's just hilarious to see them do it and it, it just shows they're just trying to have some fun right now and uh you, you know definitely got their names back into the back into the media before um you know football was still going on but uh you know payton i think he took care of that last night without uh, getting his who's name back funnier in the video eli or payton for, well personally for me i think that uh, eli was funnier but that's just because i, I watch him more all the time you know, more than Peyton's game. I'll see Peyton, like, maybe three times a year when he's playing national. See,
1: Peyton's more charismatic, so you could kind of see it. But Eli is just so reserved, so quiet. And you
2: just see him all the time, and he's just nothing like that. So to see him branch out a bit and do that, it really is a hysterical video.
1: It really is. But I'll give Peyton a nod when it comes to Sunday
2: night football. A much
1: better – sorry, not Sunday night football, Saturday Night Live. Much better performance than Saturday Night Live. So quickly, Nolan, are the G-Men going to take care of business Sunday night?
2: Oh, I definitely think they will. They're 4-0 at the stadium. You can't bet against history like that. I think they'll be fun.
1: Give me the give me the Giants. 28-24. All right. That does it for Big Blue. Speaking of that other team in New York, Gang Green, Chris Venezia with a report on what to expect for the Jets this season. <laughs> so Chris Venezia is gonna let us know. Geno Smith is starting. Are the Jets destined for greatness? I don't know about well, that. Let's find out. Let's see let's what he's got to
4: now. say. After an off-season and preseason filled with a quarterback competition, the New York Jets still haven't announced an official winner. Mark Sanchez hurt his shoulder in week three of preseason, and the Jets have been quiet about when he'll be 100% again. They recently signed former Notre Dame star Brady Quinn, who's now also in the mix to take snaps on game day. But for week one, rookie QB Geno Smith will be under center. The decision to give him the number one spot in week one isn't a comforting feeling for Jets fans. Smith threw three interceptions in his only preseason start, but with Sanchez hurt and Quinn new to the team, there weren't a lot of options. So who are the Jets and Geno Smith facing in Week 1? Well, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they have a familiar face playing defensive back who goes by the name of Darrell Revis. The corner has been hurt, but he says he's playing against the Jets, and there's no doubt he'd love an interception or two against his former squad. So how prepared is Geno Smith for this game against the Buccaneers? Well, after week four of preseason, he spoke to the media and said he'd been getting ready for this start for a while. Uh, I've already
2: watched a ton of film on the Buccaneers so far, so I'm just going to work extremely hard and uh, prepare my mind and body for uh, this
4: upcoming game. But enough about this rookie from West Virginia. Let's talk about the Jets' first pick in the draft, cornerback Dee Milliner. Whether he likes it or not, he has huge shoes to fill with the departure of Darrell Rebus. The Alabama alum missed part of preseason with an injury, but he did look good when he wasn't injured. Milliner should be starting week one, and the Buccaneers will definitely be targeting the youngster all game long. So now it's time for my prediction. With the Jets at home, I think that gives them a bit of a boost, and I have no doubt the Jets' defense will show up as they have for the past few seasons. But Geno you know, Smith is not ready for this, and I think he'll turn the ball over just a few too many times. So I have the Bucks 24, the Jets 14. With the Jets report, I'm Chris Venezia. And we thank Chris
1: Venezia for his Jets report. Back here on NFL Friday alongside Nolan Silbernagel, this is DJ Sixsmith. All right, Nolan, let's get into it. Gang Green, they've been stealing the headlines all preseason. Mark Sanchez looked like the guy initially he gets hurt against the Giants. It's Geno Smith's show, and I don't know if I can be confident about that. This guy struggled during the preseason. First of all, he was hurt. He didn't even play that much. Now you're going to throw him to the Wolves as a rookie going up against Revis and the Bucks. I just think this has nightmare written all over it.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing that scares Jet fans the most is that he only had that one start, and he really didn't perform that well in that start with the three picks and only one touchdown. But – I think everyone is a little disappointed with the way the quarterback competition did end up because when there's a competition DJ, people will feel like somehow there is a winner. Whether Sanchez was named the winner or Smith was named the winner, the fans and I think the team would feel a bit better being like, Okay, like he's our best option. He just won by by default. He will be the best yeah, exactly. Smith won by default. And I think that does a lot with confidence. That does a lot with, for, more so for the fan base, I would guess, than the team. But, um, you know, it's definitely going to be risky for Smith to start against the Bucs. But as Chris said, really no other options. And um, you know, I think the hardest part about this is, you know, we're talking about week one. I think the worst part is that they're going to have the Patriots four days later. Right yeah, good after. luck.
1: Thursday night he, at New England. That, I think that has to be an Smith. absolute
2: guaranteed loss. But I think that might put the Jets in a better situation for Sunday in a sense that because it is on the road is the Patriots on such short rest that, um, that the Jets might've just known that that might be just a giveaway game and they could focus everything into this Buccaneers game. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people, you know, than people think.
1: Let's face it. They're jumping right into the season. They're going to find out very quickly where they're going for 2013. And I think with Geno Smith, the guy has potential. He just needs time. And when you have Matt Sims and Brady Quinn as your other backups. I mean, you hey, got to Sims had them. a
2: good preseason. all, right, did all let, right. Let me
1: just put this out there. If Matt Sims was seriously in the quarterback if competition, got, yeah. then you know the Jets seriously have problems, <laughs> okay? Nothing against Matt Sims. DJ, you took some snaps for the Jets this preseason. Hey, you know what? Right? I was like, this close to getting out there. Pretty much, right? Hey, yeah. Matt Sims, of course, the son of Phil Sims, Giants, great. I love the story of Matt Sims. I've always been a Brady Quinn guy, too, Notre Dame. I mean, he's, he's had some successful starts in his career, but – when those guys are getting involved, then in, Graham Harrell was thrown in. I oh, mean, just geez. an absolute calamity. And now, at least they have some stability. So whatever
2: happened to Graham Harrell? Because they let him loose. He yeah, was, but no, gone. yeah, but but oh, then, you just mean in general? In general, because then, he was a great college but quarterback. Then, but then Green Bay led Vince Young on.
1: I don't know. It's a very it's, uh, strange. I was like, why that happen? Very, just very a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks. No, that's where it comes down to. But let's continue to talk about the Jets because Santonio Holmes didn't play at all during the preseason. But he could just pop right back into Sunday's yeah. game. I'm convinced. He's, ex-
2: he's expected to play. He's Sunday, expected I to believe. play. Yeah. I'm convinced
1: he didn't want to play in the preseason he out of pure laziness. I, he said he had the foot injury, but I'm sorry. I know veterans like this. This is a clear veteran move. Santonio so Holmes will look just fine when he comes out. You know what? If
2: you're a Jet fan, I would kind of almost hope that that's the case because that means he's healthy and that he's not nursing that injured foot or that injured body part. And so I would kind of hope that it it was that sense. And he he was healthy this whole time. He was just resting up at this point. It's sad. That's what jet fans have to hope for. And looking back at Geno Smith, I mean, he was the top-ranked quarterback in this past year's draft. Yeah, but he went in the second round. Yeah, and he, a reason. he was expected to go top 10, but through just things going down, da- uh, just the way the draft broke down, and they said he had attitude problems, you know, his stock did fall. And, you know, I feel like that one star against the Giants has defined him, and it rightfully should be. But I think Geno Smith could be more impressive against the box. I'm not going to say the whole season, but against the box than a lot of people give him credit for.
1: And Tampa Bay is a good team too. Josh Freeman is a quarterback on the rise. And the fact that Revis is coming back to town, I mean, I thought it was very interesting this week because in that clip that Venezia gave us, Geno Smith said he's been watching a lot of film, but he hasn't been studying Darrell Revis particularly. Definitely. And Re- Revis has said, I don't know why you're not. I mean, I'm one of the best in the game, if not the best. <laughs> And I could clearly see Rivas having a nice you know, day, you know one or two picks. You know picks. why?
2: Gino's probably not even going to look that way. He's <laughs> That's probably not point. even worth looking at tape and wasting time on tape because he's not even going to look in that general direction. He's like, listen, I already got enough to worry about in my
1: first NFL start. I don't want to be taking a trip to Revis Island. Exactly. I see what you're saying there, Noah, and I see you. But let's talk about that Jet defense because obviously Revis is gone. Bart Scott is not there anymore. They have some good pieces. It's just about everybody coming together. In the preseason, they didn't look bad but their defense, Nolan, is going to need to keep them in games in order to give the offense opportunities to stay close late in the ballgame.
2: Yeah, if there's ever a game where the defense is uh, banged up or they're not feeling it, they're tired, this team will not win. I, the majority of the Giants games, if they're going to win a game, it's going to be by single points. But I really do think that their defense is a lot better than what people think. Uh, Rex Ryan said that uh, their top five defense, I don't know if it's that good, but you know, top ten, you can definitely see that. Um, also, DJ, we were talking about, ESPN Power Rankings this past week had them at 32nd. Ouch. They literally ranked them as the worst team in the league. That's because they're I, a complete joke. Right yeah, I, mean, they're, I mean, they're a joke, but they're a joke in the way they're run, not necessarily how they perform on the field. And if they're and the only positive that you can get from that is that if you're expected to do the worst, then every time you win, every time there's an impressive impressive play, impressive gain, you know, that's going to be a win for the Jets. I think they're going to build off that. They really have nothing to lose. I think they're going to play with a chip on their shoulders. I really think they're going to be better... This year, then, people are giving them credit for. There's not going to be a good team, but...
1: So, what is know, better than people give them credit for? 500? Around 500?
2: Over 500? Yeah, well, we'll get to it. I think they'll be right around the 500 mark. Right, so I, I absolutely do believe that.
1: All right, let's get some picks. Do you think they're going to get the job done against the Bucks Sunday?
2: I, on, I honestly do. I, the Bucks don't really... You know, there's nothing that can really scare me with that. Uh, Doug Martin. I mean, he had a huge year last year. I don't know how... I think that might have been just a fluke. We'll have to see how he keeps up with that... Um, you know, Josh Freeman, I'm not huge on him as a quarterback. I really think it's going to be a low, low-scoring game. Jets are at home. Geno Smith, you know, another thing. Geno Smith, not, a lot of the defenses haven't been adjusted to the running quarterback yet. You know, they haven't had a yeah, lot of time. he's got a
1: bad ankle now.
2: No, I don't know if his angle it's a little is tender, Nolan. It might on. be a little tender, but as you can see, running quarterbacks like that, as you saw last year, they have a lot of success, and that might be enough to push them over the edge. So I do think the Giants can pull out maybe a 17-14 victory this Sunday. All right, Sunday.
1: so Nolan has the Jets. Let's go behind the glass now. we got Julian Atienza, Matt Morrow. Guys, what do you think? Gang Green going to 1-0? All right, so I'm going to take the Bucks too, because I think Josh Freeman is going to have a bounce-back year, and I think Tampa Bay is going to be right – Around the playoff picture, so you think? So, so
2: you think they are a playoff team?
1: I think they're right around the edge. Julian has the Jets winning. Matt Morrow, our engineer, has the Buccaneers winning. I think Tampa Bay is good enough to compete. They lost a lot of close games last year. They have a stellar running game with Doug Martin, and their defense is pretty solid too.
2: But you have to see how Martin performs. You know, of course,
1: it, he had a monster year last year. There's no guarantee. That, that was a
2: unexpected. That was way out of nowhere. You have no idea what could happen, and you know it will be, be interesting. But I, I, I think, I think the majority of uh, fans in New York will definitely agree with you that the Bucs probably do have this one.
1: I just think it's incredible that, you know, you look two, three years ago and the New York Jets are just minutes away from a Super Bowl. An yeah, AFC twice. championship two times with Mark Sanchez as the quarterback and now what the team has become just an utter joke. I mean, how does that happen so quickly? Only the Jets, only Rex Ryan. It's it's yeah, and, it's really, I, and, truly intriguing. And
2: I think that goes all the way with uh, not just with the NFL, but with any pro team. I mean, look, let's say you look at the Diamondbacks in baseball just real quick. Since 2001, they haven't done anything. You know, it's really hard to sustain success throughout the years, say, like the Patriots have. Or, or you know, re- really only the Patriots have really consistently been that good team throughout this past decade because even the Steelers missed the playoffs last year so I mean obviously it's a huge letdown but I don't think this year's gonna be really any different like you said DJ all
1: right so we've hit the Giants we've hit the Jets but Nolan there's 30 other teams in the NFL I want to know what your top storylines are for the 2013 campaign because there's a lot of interesting stories going on between all the rookie quarterbacks we saw last year between all the new guys starting, what in your mind stands out as the main things to look at this season?
2: Well, I know what I'm always going to be looking at is when I, I see the games and see the score sheets. I'm definitely going to be interested in um how the rookie quarterbacks of Andrew Luck, RG3, and Russell Wilson do this year. Because what happened last year, I don't think... Everyone appreciates it as much as we it was do just incredible. now. I think 10, 20 years from now, people are really going to look back and be like, that was unbelievable that those three quarterbacks, those three rookie quarterbacks were able to perform to such high levels, take really not contending teams and turn them into legit Double three playoff win, win teams. teams, exactly. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if they can continue that success or if they're going to suffer a bit of a sophomore slump. I mean, when Cam Newton had his freshman year, he lit the world on fire. Everyone thought but that he was going to be The second year he comes back and really second struggled. Year, exactly. So I really think that's going to be what I'm going to be looking for. Look at those three teams. Look at those three players. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing, definitely.
1: That's certainly a big story this year. And I think of the three quarterbacks going into their sophomore campaign i think russell wilson could struggle the most because russell wilson don't say that i have like you talked about listen (laughs) this is what i'm saying right now russell wilson had a great season because he changed the game in terms of mobility in terms of being able to find guys deep down the field but like rg3 defenses are going to adjust the option type football and i think russell wilson's short stature that will hurt him a little bit and teams are catching up the one issue with russell is his decision making through a lot of picks early. And until later in the season, he wasn't an offensive juggernaut. I have more confidence in the decision making of RG three, and the decision making of Andrew Luck. You have more confidence in the yeah. decision making of RG three, the guy who
2: will break his neck to get an extra two That's yards. That's different. That's he, a,
1: at least he's going for a few extra yards, not throwing a ball all the way across the field.
2: I I, I don't know. I think I think the one who's going to struggle the most this year is going to be RG three. Now you're I saying really, that because of the injury. I'm saying well, I'm saying, would, I'm saying that because of Would it be a different story injury? if it wasn't because of his knee? No, I, yeah, absolutely, but I think that might hamper his running ability. I think it's going to affect how the Redskins are going to use him this year. I don't think they're going to be as aggressive with him, and I think that's going to make him hesitant. I think he's going to be not sure, do I run, do I run, oh, my, I hurt my knee. Like Obviously, he's not going to be thinking all that, but I think on the sidelines he's going to be more timid about taking those runs and just throwing that body out there. With Russell Wilson, you have Marshawn Lynch, to ease the pressure off. Yeah, but what yeah.
1: about your wide receivers? You thought you had Percy Harvey, you don't have him. Sydney Rice is a good C- guy. Sydney
2: Rice is going to be the number one option. And and Russell Wilson, you know, he set the record for most touchdowns by a rookie quarterback. So he not only is he just a runner, but he can also pass the ball. So I think Russell Wilson, I don't, I don't know if he'll be as successful as last year as you're saying. I think Andrew Luck will be even better. But I really think RG3, I don't know. I, I just don't see him putting up those type of good numbers those rookie of the year numbers like he had last year
1: yeah wilson's got zach miller at tight end i think what we're in agreement about is that andrew luck's just going to be fine in year yeah, number two exactly and i thought it was interesting that an article was written in usa today comparing luck and manning the two are going to be aligned for the rest of their careers but whether or not the colts made the right decision in letting peyton manning go and what the article was saying is yes absolutely because all the money that manning was owed and what luck will be able to do in his career i mean the guy hasn't even hit his prime yet this article no, he hasn't was even come close. This article to was saying he could win a couple MVPs. I don't know if I'd go that far to say he's going to be that good, but after year one, he took a Colts team that had no business being around the playoffs, and he nearly beat Baltimore. Yeah,
2: it was it was unbelievable that turnaround that happened. It was just absolutely historic. And the thing with Andrew Luck and their decision, um, you know, fans, I think they kind of forget the financial side of things sometimes. And you know, Peyton Manning, like you said, was owed a lot of money. And when you look at it, Payne, he might be the better quarterback for the next maybe 4 years and he may win a super bowl or two but this is the long term future. is is he going to be a better but is Payne Manning going to be a better quarterback than Andrew Locke in 8 years in 9 years well he's not no, going to be of playing of course not anymore. exactly he's so not how be, do you compare exactly, that? Well, well I'm comparing it because I'm saying he won't even be playing the longevity okay exactly I, I hear you. so I hear you. so he's not going to be a better quarterback cuz he won't even be playing so maybe right now it was just the tough decision you had to make and they are in luck- the Colts organization is lucky that he's doing as well as he is because then fans would really be going after them for letting go Manning for this rookie quarterback. But if he continues to improve, continues to be good, five years, six years from now, then they'll really be saying, like, you know, it was a tough decision, but I had to go with Andrew Luck.
1: All right, DJ Sixman, the Nolan Silbernagel here on NFL Friday. We've hit a couple storylines. Let's go into our three bold predictions for the year and then go into our Super Bowl pick. I'll start things off. Right now, there are a couple really good running backs that are on the free agent market. I predict that both Willis McGahee and Michael Turner will be with NFL teams before the end of the year. I think they're too good right now not to be. I know he's coming off injury. I know Turner's coming off a miserable season in Atlanta, but these are two very talented veterans that could easily help a team like the Giants who's struggling with a backup running back, like another team who's competing in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely, DJ. I think that's a great prediction because teams are absolutely going to need a running back. They're going to see that that's an issue that they need. These guys are going to be hanging out. They're gonna be going after them or a big running back might go down. You have that's the thing with football. Any given week a player can get a season ending injury and those guys are gonna be waiting waiting there to be picked up. I think that's a very accurate prediction. I think they will be on teams, um, you know, maybe even by week eight, let alone when the season's over.
1: All right, Nolan, what do you got for me? First prediction.
2: First bull prediction, we kinda of talked about it before. I do think the Jets will finish five hundred this year. What? I do think they 500? will finish five hundred. I think they'll finish an even A In what world? An A and eight in Nolan's world. And- <laughs> (laughs) come on over whenever you want um geno smith i really think he's underrated i mean he really i think there's so much talent there defenses like we've been talking about they're not adjusted to that quarterback rushing style yet he's playing also with no pressure of really um sanchez being there since he is out for three to four weeks yeah but him and his handlebar mustache are gonna be right on that sideline lurking over but, but as rex Ryan said this is his offense this is his show i think he's gonna really do all right with that um and people do agree that this is a top 10 defense. If you have a top 10 defense, you're not going to finish 2-14. and 14. You're not going to finish 3-13 and 13 if you have a good defense like that. Also, the schedule, it is pretty light. If you split with the Bills and Dolphins, you beat Tennessee, you beat the Bucs, Raiders, Panthers, Browns. Right, that, I see where you're coming that from. Puts okay. th- that puts them right there at seven and nine. So they really just need one surprise win. Maybe New Orleans, w- w- who wasn't a good team last year. Obviously, they're not so them. fast, my friend. The- Sean
1: Payton's back. He Come is on. back.
2: He is back. But I'm saying all they really need to do is just get one unexpected win, and then they're right there at eight and eight. I mean, do you really think that the Raiders are better than the Jets, the Browns, the Panthers? Do you really think they're not going to? Hey, you know what? The Terrell Pryor, Pryor
1: starting things up. I think he's this year's Tebow. Dude, that's my second bold so, so, prediction. So, okay. Oakland Raiders will make the playoffs because of Terrell Pryor. That's, that's, what do you got for that? that?
2: That's ridiculous. Because you he, said the Jets are going to finish at five hundred. Yeah, because how the, ridiculous is that? So this? you're saying that Pryor is going to lead the Raiders to to a, to a he's gr- a winner to a playoff to a playoff. He's going gonna, gonna to make they're going to lead them into a playoff card. team. Yes, but Geno Smith can't lead the Jets to an A record. That's what I don't, what you're I don't trust Geno Smith.
1: I trust Terrell Pryor. How can you trust Terrell Pryor? Because he has. He hasn't ability, played in so long. But he's played in an NFL game. I don't know what Geno Smith's going to do. I know what I'm getting out of Terrell Pryor. I know he's only going to throw for about 75 yards, but I know he's going to pick up first downs, <laughs> and I know he's going to make smart decisions in the red zone. And I think that the Raiders, all those fast wide receivers that Al Davis picked, I think they're finally going to pan out. It's a, it's certainly out there. But, you know, this is our bold prediction section. I'm Absolutely. making I'm a bold statement. It.
2: You know, you definitely did your research on it. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll happen. We'll, I know one thing. We are definitely watching that Jets-Raiders game then. Oh, no doubt. My Geno Smith against your uh, Terrell Pryor. We'll see right. what happens. What's my, your second bold prediction? My second bold prediction is that the uh, – Detroit Lions will win the NFC North division this year. Um, I think their offense is going to be absolutely explosive with Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson. They're just going to continue where they left off. Reggie Bush now in time? Exactly. you got the addition of Reggie Bush. They absolutely needed a speedy pass catching back. They needed to bring some explosion to their backfield. They got it. Um, Nick Fairley and Hadamagin Sue. I really feel like they're going to have good seasons. Louis Delma and Glover Quinn. They're great as safeties working together. They're both exact opposite safeties, so they can cover both parts of the field. So I really think that this is another team, maybe like, uh, maybe like the Cowboys, really underrated. Not a lot of people are going to be seeing it. Um, I think what happened with the Vikings last year was definitely a fluke. I I don't think you can make the playoffs with Christian Ponder as your quarterback for that long. Um, I think the Green Bay, I think the Packers have uh, downgraded a bit. Uh, I don't know how is going to be, so Detroit, NFC North champions.
1: All right, real quick, one more prediction. I have the Miami Dolphins winning the AFC East. What's your last
2: prediction? My last prediction, Maurice Jones-Drew, he returns as a top three rusher this right. season. I
1: like that, I like that. And then real quick, Super Bowl predictions. I have Denver and San Francisco, and I have the 49ers taking care of business this year. Right. Winning with Colin Kaepernick.
2: Oh, wow, okay, so okay, taking care of business this year, getting a little revenge. I'm going to do Broncos over the Giants. I'm The getting, Giants I'm making a little, the Super Bowl? I'm getting a little Manning Super Bowl party right here. I really think them playing in their own backyard is really going to drive them this year. And just when you think the Giants have hit rock bottom, they shock everyone. They go out on playoff runs. But it will be Peyton over little brother Eli. Broncos over Giants.
1: I like that. That would be great to see a New York team playing at MetLife Stadium. Be very fascinating. So, that will do it for our bold prediction section. we got Bobby Goobin in the studio right now. It's time for a little fantasy football. It's time for some fantasy
0: football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them
1: to help you win your league. Alright, welcome back. NFL Friday, DJ Six with Nolan Silbernagel. And now, our fantasy expert, Bobby Goobin. What's, What's happening, Bobby? How you doing? What's going on,
5: guys? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing alright. My doing fantasy great.
1: team is looking okay right now. Nothing's Looking great.
5: okay? That's not what I want to hear.
1: Listen, in our FUV League, I have D'Angelo Williams and Legarrett Blunt as my running backs. Okay, okay? That, that
5: there's a reason to be unhappy there then i mean if those are my running backs i might quit yeah
1: so i haven't even started yet so that, that's <laughs> certainly making me look good but with fantasy football you're our resident guy you're our matthew berry here that's how i like to call you but who are some guys i should be looking at right now that haven't necessarily thought of already done my draft but could possibly be on the waiver wire
5: well i mean it depends on how deep of a league you're playing i got a okay, FUV 16 team okay league. don't mess around here in fuv, FUV right? league like we're in you know, there's not too many guys that you're going to wind up picking up on the waiver. One guy that you might want to look into is a guy named Kristen Michael on uh, the Seahawks. Uh, he is, Marshawn Lynch's eh, not backup, but Thursday. he's an explosive guy. Okay, he's an explosive guy, and it's possible he could break one. He'll wind up and just, you know, oh my God, one play, 60-yard run, touchdown. Okay, so that's in, a really, that's in a really deep league. Now, if you're in a ten team or a twelve team league, the average league, you know, what do you got? If guys aren't paying attention, Kenbrell Tompkins, wide receiver on the Patriots, he's got the number two spot according to most reports. So you should be starting Kenbrell Tompkins if you're in a deep league. Uh, another guy to look at, Jordan Cameron, tight end of the Browns.
1: Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of guys looking at him. I am What's his all deal?
5: on him this year. Okay. He is a tight end. Under Norv Turner, what that means? Norv folks, loves the tight okay, end. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Wasn't you learned <laughs>
1: one thing today, the Mannings love the tight end, and so does Norv Turner. Turner Exa- yep, exactly. Yep.
5: <laughs> so Jordan Cameron is in for a huge year. Okay, Brandon Whedon, not the greatest QB, gonna need a safety valve, and Norv Turner loves to game play surrounding the tight ends. So Jordan Cameron is in for a huge year. He may not be on the waiver wire. If he isn't on the waiver wire, I guarantee you, you should definitely trade for it's him. It's a
1: good look. Nolan, what fantasy questions do
2: you got for our guy here? Well, Bobby, in our, in our FUV league, my team's projected uh, 136 points, which is 20 more than the next guy. So I'm not yeah, too but we worried, know you're going to lose I'm this not week. too just, worried just about to that. Put,
5: ra- just to put in, not to you know, go down on all you know, ESPN, CBS, and all these rankings, projections, you know— We'll see. They, we'll see. They, they, so, they're so, not so, that good so i'm
2: not too worried about that roster but i am in another league and i picked maurice jones drew as the last pick in the first round in a 10 team league and i want to know was that an overkill draft because i really do think that when he's healthy and with blaine gabbard as the too quarterback early that he's going to be no. an elite elite rusher. No,
5: i i agree with you no and that's that's not uh, a bad pick at all i think and I'm not the first person to say this. Other people have said this before. I think MGD ends up being this year's Adrian Peterson. And what that means is Adrian Peterson last year was drafted later than he normally would go because of his knee injury. Okay? MGD got injured last year, and he was drafted later because, you know, people don't think he's going to be as good. Listen, MGD was a top five running back for, for like m- four, three, or four, four or, or five seasons yeah. in a row. Okay? This is a guy who's out to prove something. He's playing he, with no pain. This is that. his last year uh, on contract, too. You can, you too. can yep, mark this down. MJD will be a top 10 running back by the end of the season. I don't want hold top on, 10. Hold up. I, want top probably, probably I want top three. Top, probably, I want top three. I won't go top three. I'll go top five. I I'm like, I like, would be happy saying top All right, here's five, a question for but you. definitely top 10. Okay. Okay,
1: thank you. Jones, Drew, or Chris Johnson? Who finishes the year with more yards?
5: Not even a question, MJD. Those of you who don't know me, I hate hate chris johnson okay? <laughs> what's your deal with chris I Johnson? i hate chris johnson part of it is he, he went ru- over two thousand ruined my fantasy season last year he okay did? yes ruined yeah. it i had him and ryan matthews but that's a story for another day <laughs> don't even get me started on <laughs> we ryan don't matthews. talk about broken don't even get me started on, on ryan matthews but chris johnson they say the offensive line has been improved i'm not buying it sean green's gonna snipe some touchdowns I, I, I don't want Chris Johnson on my fantasy team in any of my leagues if I'm a fantasy player. All right. Okay? Goobs, are you winning this week in your league? I am. I started Demarius Thomas, and although it looked ugly for the first three quarters, he uh, got me a nice 33 points with two wow. touchdowns and 161 yards and five Very receptions. Nice.
1: You're nice. playing Kenny Ducey this week. who He I was am. one of the hosts of the show last year. So what do you have to say to your opponent this week? Get ready to lose. There you have it. Our fantasy expert, Bobby Gubin. Always good stuff, Bobby. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks a lot, Bobby.
2: Talk to you soon. All
1: right. Always fun to talk fantasy sports, Nolan. And although my team may not do well, I did win my league five years ago, but that's the one thing I can hold my hat on. I
2: didn't even know they had fantasy football five years ago. They did, Nolan. That's impressive, Looks like you haven't joined us in the 21st century. (laughs) So thanks for that. So I'm new to this game. I'm already the best. So that's basically what that's saying.
1: So let's finish (laughs) things off here on NFL Friday. It's time to pick some games, folks. Let's do it. Let's look into the crystal
0: ball for some weekly NFL predictions.
1: You know what that music means. It's time to pick them. All right, Nolan, first game up,
2: Giants at Cowboys. Who you got? I'm gonna pick the Cow- I'm gonna pick the Giants over the Cowboys at Cowboys Stadium.
1: All right, give me the g man. Like I said before, they don't lose a Jerry World. That's how they roll. They're gonna get the job. 28-24. Matt Morrow's with me. Julian does not think the Giants are gonna win. He's taking the boys. All right, All right, put it down. Jets versus Bucks. We've already picked this game, but
2: reiterate your pick. I'm gonna have to go with the Jets. I really think they're an underrated team. I don't think the Bucks are that good. So, Gang Green gets it done. Give me Shiano's squad. I take the Bucks. Matt
1: Morrow has him. Julian takes the Jets. Okay very intriguing game, Packers at 49ers.
2: What are you thinking here in a rematch of a playoff game? I really think the Packers have learned from their mistakes, what happened in the playoffs last year. They were embarrassed. I'm going to go with the Pack for this one. All right, give me the Niners.
1: I'm all in on Kaepernick. I love the Nevada Wolfpack products. So does Morrow, and so does Atienza. Uh, so 49ers I'm the odd man at out. All right. All right, an NFC East clash.
2: Eagles at Redskins. RG3 returns. Will he get the job done on Monday night? He will return, but he will disappoint. I do not see him getting the win. I think Going the, with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. I really think that Chip Kelly is going to help out this offense, and they're going to be a scary team. And you know what?
1: Atienz is with you. He's going to take Philly, but I'm with Matt Morrow. RG3 coming back on the main stage. He gets the job done at his home field. Finally, last one, an intriguing NFC South matchup Falcons at the Saints. Sean Payton returns. Will it be a 1 0 start for Drew
2: Brees? I don't think so. Sean Payton returns, but he doesn't go on the field. I think it's going to be the Falcons over the Saints. You know what? I like the Saints. I think Drew Brees with Sean
1: Payton, coaches so critical. I think they're going to win this one. Julian has got the Falcons. Matt Morrow's with me all week long. He's That's got cute. the Saints. That's real cute. So those are our big games this week. It's been a fun show for sure. Nolan, always good time working with you here on NFL Friday.
2: Without a doubt. It's just so great to have football back, talking about football. and uh, Let's see how our predictions end up.
1: So a lot of great games to watch. Are there any other teams you're very interested in watching? I know I'm interested to see Phillip Rivers, whether or not he bounces back after a couple of mediocre years. North Turner's now gone. They got a new coach in there. What are some other guys you're looking forward to seeing?
2: Well, I'm really interested to see how the Texans are going to be this year. I mean, they're, they're, they've been that team that has put up in the past two years or so, they've been really good during the regular season. Just when they reach the playoffs, they just haven't been able to reach any late round. I, I think it'd be very interesting to maybe get a little Broncos Texans matchup somewhere in the AFC game. That'd be fun. Uh, uh, so I- I'm going to be looking out for them, see if they can uh, sustain their success, because well, I think this might be their last year. To one do team it. we
1: really haven't talked about is the New England Patriots. After everything they've been through with Aaron Hernandez this off season. Rob Gronkowski's injury, Wes Walker leaving town. I don't
2: think they're going to be that good. To how, be
1: but what do you think they're going to be? Are they a nine and seven team? Are they ten and six? I mean, I still it think should... they're going to make the playoffs. I yeah. have them winning the wild card because I picked the Dolphins to win the division. <laughs> have to stick by that. But
2: how good do you think the Pats are going to be? I mean, I can't imagine seeing the Pats go nine and seven. But I think they'll just be like a 10 and 6 generic team that'll just make it to the playoffs either because the division's weak and they win the division, or like you said, they'll back end to the wild card. But I don't see them getting past the first round of the playoffs. And if they do, then that'll just be a true testament of how good of a quarterback Tom Brady is. That They're doesn't matter. Good. That you don't. You just don't it doesn't know. matter who you put on the field with him. He's gonna make a star out of someone. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I think a couple
1: other guys to watch EJ Manuel making his first start for the bills. He could have a big day. And then Chris Johnson, he rushed for 2000 yards. Julian thinks he's going to have a big day. And you know what? I think it's a bounce back season for him.
2: I don't know. Everyone keeps saying that Chris Johnson bounce back season, bounce back season. I don't know. I'm going to have to really see it to, uh, to appreciate it. He wasn't really, uh, battling any injuries. As far as I'm concerned, he just wasn't getting it done. Uh, a lot of, uh, bad character issues going along with that i don't think it's gonna be anything special this year
1: i actually had a bonus bold prediction that i didn't mention before that has to do with tennessee ryan fitzpatrick will be the starting quarterback by the end of the season jake locker will be benched i am not buying into jake locker liked him at uw but you know what he has not panned out as an nfl quarterback
2: yeah it's really unfortunate you know as we're getting older we can start remembering these guys when they were in college and how they are now in the nfl it's just amazing to see how someone who was so good in college just you know, like you said, just doesn't pan out in the NFL. But I think Fitzpatrick will get that shot in Tennessee. Who knows? Maybe they'll be a decent team, but And Fitzpatrick
1: has a lot to prove. After he got that mega deal in Buffalo, they yep. let him go for a rookie in EJ Manuel. He's trying to revitalize his career. He's that Harvard smarty guy. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> Harvard. I, I think he can do it. He's got a great arm. And although Tennessee doesn't have many weapons, they have Chris Johnson, they have Kenny Britt, they have Nate Washington. So they not got a enough to pieces. beat the Jets. Not, not enough, enough to, to beat the, the Jets.
2: Jets. According to me.
1: Well, you know what? It's been a great time here on NFL Friday the Broncos and Ravens kicked it off yesterday we got a great Uh, slate of games this week that will do it for us here on NFL Friday for Julian Atienza Matt Morrow Bobby Gubin with the fantasy and my man Nolan Silbernagel this is DJ Sixsmith good luck Woody Johnson
0: this has been one-on-ones NFL Friday only on wfuvsports.org join us next week as we take you around the NFL we'll see you then